Hey friends, we are your hosts, Leanne and Llewellyn, and welcome back to the Well with Friends podcast. Llewellyn, did you have a good Thanksgiving? I did, yeah. It was and, relaxing. And did you also have a good birthday? Yes. Also semi-relaxing. I didn't do a whole bunch. Um, and we had really crappy weather here that day, so oh, it was kind of, kind of shifted plans, but it was all good. What were you supposed to do? Um, we were gonna, like, go out and shop and stuff, and then the party. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, the Christmas lights in a certain area of town are out now. Um, oh yeah. And so we were gonna go like walk around there, get ice cream, like enjoy that. But it was like super rainy and chilly for Florida that mm-hmm. day. So I was like, that's not. That doesn't sound like fun. Mm. But yeah. you know, I got a short week because it was Thanksgiving, so that's nice. Very nice. Very nice. You said you had a story for our people. Yeah. So funny story. Um, I think I mentioned a while back that I came into my room one night and there was a gecko crawling on my wall. Yes. Um, so yesterday, this like just happened. Um, it won't be yesterday when you guys hear this, but that doesn't matter. Uh, I was, I had come home. I had been staying at my mom's house for the holiday and I had to come by because my roommate's gone. So I had to my other roommate was also gone, so I had to watch the dog for a little bit. And I'd taken a shower, literally walked into my room to, like, change into clothes, and I turned my light on, and this gecko was running across my floor. Now, mind you, I just got out of the shower, so I was in a towel, like, not in any way, shape, or form in a place to be able to get this gecko. And if you guys remember, I don't do bugs. I don't do crawly things, except for, like, dogs. But... um I just don't, I don't do those. So I see this thing running across my floor and my closet's open and it jumps into one of my shoes, which is another fear of mine with living in Florida. It's like, I'm going to put my foot in a shoe and there's going to be like a gecko or a cockroach in it. Um, And it jumps in my shoe. Thankfully it was like a flat. So like I could see it still, but like right behind it was one of those like plastic crates that has like the holes in the side. And it's like filled with all my shoes that I don't wear that often. And my mom was here at the time, and I was like, Mom, come, like, you have to come, like, morally support me as I try to get this gecko out of my room. (laughs) Um, And so I, like, quickly dumped the trash out of my trash can. It's one of those, like, mesh things that has, like, the little holes, but not big enough for it to, like, crawl through. I was like, this is the easiest way to trap it, because I'm not going to kill it. Like, you don't kill geckos. You just take them outside. Um, So I had a heck of a time, I'm trying to make this shorter, I had a heck of a time trying to capture this thing. But I finally did after severing like half of its tail. I felt so bad. Um, I finally caught it. And then we had to like shimmy a sheet pan like underneath it so it wouldn't like come out of the sides, which it did once. Oh my gosh, it was a nightmare. Um, Meanwhile, I did all of this in a towel, like trying to like keep my towel on and like (laughs) get this thing. But we finally got it outside and I haven't seen one since I got home today, but... That was, that's an adventure with living in Florida. I was just currently looking around my room to make sure I didn't see another one. Um, That sounds like quite the experience, honestly. It was terrifying, but I figured our friends would get a good laugh out of it. So you're welcome. Mm -hmm. My roommate Mm -hmm. sure did. Yeah. Anyways, that's how my uh, weekend is going. Well, I just want to commend you because um, doing that all in a towel, like with your mom, like I would have dropped my towel and it would have been really embarrassing. (laughs) Oh, I definitely said, I was like, you might see something you don't want to see. And she's like, I raised you. I wiped your butt when you were a baby. So She's like, get over it. 
That's hilarious. Uh, yeah. Funny. All right. Well, let's um, get into this episode. Episode recap. Right. And then lead us. Lead us away, Llewellyn. Yes. So this week we watched season five, episode 21, titled The One with the Ball. Teleplay by Greg Malins, story by Scott Silveri, and directed by Gary Halverson, and originally aired on May 6, 1999. Phoebe asked Chandler to talk Gary out of asking her to move in with him, and to fulfill a childhood dream, Rachel buys a sphinx cat, which doesn't behave as planned. Okay, so this episode actually aired um, five, like, five exact years before the series finale, and numerically, this episode also marks the halfway point in the series being 118th out of 236 episodes. So we are a f- officially at the wrap of this episode halfway through. Wow. Yeah. That's a fact. I know. Woo-woo. <laughs> okay. Anyways, that just made it like a bigger deal than I thought. Okay. I know. We made it. Like we're halfway there. Like we're on the <laughs> we're down. The, we're, on, <laughs> we're on the downhill slope. Yes, we are. All right. So we start this episode in cafe and both couples are there um gary calls phoebe baby doll which monica and chandler find cute um, but then chandler tries to use a cute name on monica and she reminds him how bad it went last time with what did he call her sugar lips or something like that yeah something like that something creepy um so gary is at the counter and he tells monica that he's going to ask phoebe to move in with him that night and she loves this idea and promises that she won't tell her which we all know monica it lasted all of 30 seconds really bad yeah um as soon as gary left the cafe she spilled the beans and told both chandler and phoebe that um he was gonna ask her Mm -hmm. and chandler like starts to have like his internal panic because it's too fast and monica has to like take a second to remind him like look this is phoebe I didn't ask you to move in with me. <laughs> yeah, and like, spoiler alert, fast forward 15 seconds, despite him saying that it's moving too fast, he's actually the one to suggest that they do so, um, him and Monica, in the one after Vegas in 1999. Yeah. So I think it's yeah really funny that he's the one worried about it. When, Freaking out right now. Yeah. yeah, and when in reality, it's like his idea later on. Yeah, that's, that's a good point. Um, so then Phoebe also mentions like you know this is too fast and i think chandler should talk to gary um because because he's scared of commitment so he can make gary scared of commitment yeah it's <laughs> and like chandler, rubbing off. yeah he's like you can rub off on him um and chandler remind like just tells her like look i'm not scared of commitment to like pacify monica <laughs> um like i've come a long way and she like kind of agrees with him but then he turns to phoebe and he's like yeah no i'm still terrified i'll definitely talk to him for you yeah absolutely terrified um did you have any do you have any pet names that are a little like with previous boyfriends that were a little like okay or no um it's been so long i can't remember yeah me too i think babe baby it's pretty yeah the pretty, pretty much the one. extent yeah same cool so happy for us <laughs> Yay, cuffing season. Uh, that was funny. <laughs> Anyways, this is why we're going Yay to do it together. Just <laughs> Dude, I'm so freaking pumped. Uh, yes. Anyways, back to this. So we hop into the main part of the episode. We're in the apartment. 
and Ross and Joey are throwing a ball back and forth while discussing why all the city names have island on the end of them. Mm -hmm. Really dumb topic that obviously Joey brought up. Um, Mm -hmm. And then they realize that they have been throwing this ball without dropping it for over an hour and so much so that they miss lunch, which Joey is shocked by because he doesn't ever miss a meal. Um, And Rachel enters at this time as well, asking if Monica is home because she she bought something that she has wanted her whole life but doesn't want her to see it. And then she, so she leads with that, and then she walks in with this velvet pillow with a purebred, show-quality Sphinx cat, a.k.a. a hairless cat, if you don't know what that is. Mm -hmm. Um, And Joey and Ross are just floored. Joey's adamant it's not a cat, and Ross cannot believe that she spent $1,000 on this thing. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a no. It's a no for me. It's a hard pass. Um. Also, hairless cats aren't actually hypoallergenic. Um, I know, which is so weird. It's it's the dander that causes allergies, and dander obviously comes from the skin, not the fur. So it's not completely yeah. hypoallergenic. Um, fun fact, though, David Schwimmer is actually allergic to cats. Mm, interesting. In, like, I'm in real life, added that in. Yeah, but- and I do, and I do love the running gag where every time the cat is mentioned, Joey's response is, "It's not a cat." Like I know he like holds it. It's the a whole great episode. Uh huh. Yeah, it's one of my it's one of my favorite parts. Yeah, it's good. Um, so the guys go back to focusing on throwing the ball, and they agree to keep going to see if they can get to two hours. Um, but it's at that moment where Joey pipes up that he has to pee, but Rachel has just entered the bathroom. Um, so then it quickly cuts to the guys' apartment where Joey is in the bathroom and Ross is standing like where their chairs are and they're throwing the ball back and forth and Ross has to remind him to not change hands which you can very clearly see I'm sure everyone caught it that he's definitely catching the ball with two hands oh yeah and you can tell he's facing like away from the toilet if he was actually going pee he would be facing towards the toilet and you would see his back um so it's kind of a bad like camera angle there yeah also like every other time that they show them throwing this ball throughout the episode like there are multiple times where they stop and just hold the ball for like an extended period of time and then throw it so like you could have held it for like two minutes while he peed washed his hands yes. and then resumed okay at first i was gonna be like wait are you like not pro holding it for a couple of minutes or are you like no it has to be going back and forth but i see what, i see your point that you were yeah. making and i absolutely agree yeah like yeah just hold um, it for two minutes he'll he'll be done right. quickly like right uh, so then we head to Gary's work at the station, and Chan Chandler is visiting him, um, and he's asking <laughs> about Phoebe. Um, he wants to have a conversation, like man to man or man to Chandler, um, <laughs> yeah. and he just like flat out asks him if he's crazy, and Gary's like, "No, like I'm I'm happy," um, but Chandler's not swayed, and he's like, "Look, she's always gonna be there if." Like, if she moves in, like, she will be there constantly. And he's like, yeah, that's, like, one of the reasons why I want to, like, move in with or have us, each other move in together. Um, like, if I'm lucky enough to find somebody who I love and I want to spend, like, as much time as I can yeah. with her. And Chandler finds it, like, so sweet. And, like, it's it seems so less scary to him. Um, and then he's he, like very pointedly is like i think i'm gonna ask monica to move in with me and he goes yeah no that's that's not a good idea (laughs) too early for you guys (laughs) 
Yeah. He's like, you guys aren't ready. <laughs> yeah, clearly been dating for months longer, but yeah. I love how easily Chandler is, like, swayed. <laughs> yeah. But it's just because, like, Gary is so passionate about Phoebe, which I think is really adorable. Um, did you notice the picture frame at his desk? I did. It, okay. The the black father and son. <laughs> yeah. I was so confused. Was so confused. Unless I was like, it's like either, his partner. Yeah. I was like, either he shares a desk with someone or they just completely messed up like the set deck, like the set decor and just placed a bunch of pictures somewhere because it very much looked like an African-American son with his father. Um, And for those of you listening and have never seen the episode, Gary is definitely white. (laughs) So it just didn't add up. Um, Also in the background, the, um, the blackboard with the names written in blue chalk, um, it's kind of prominent behind Gary's head. All the names on the blackboard are references to or characters from the film's of Stanley Kubrick. So Alex, Dim, Hal, Kissoff, and Red Rum. Nice. Um, yeah. That's cool. Um, so back in the guy's apartment, the boys are still throwing the ball, and Ross is explaining some less than interesting fact about dinosaurs. Um, and Monica walks in looking for her watch, which she thinks she left there and is irritated when the guys won't help her find it. Um, mm-hmm. So to get them to stop she intercepts the ball and freaks them out yeah um and they tell her like don't drop it we haven't dropped it like we've been throwing this thing for two hours 27 minutes and it hasn't fallen and then it quickly cuts to monica on the phone acting sick as she's calling into work because (laughs) she wants to be in on this ball throwing action they literally roped in the perfect person oh for sure also monica or really, it's Courtney. She does such a great sick person voice. Yeah. Like, you, like she somehow is able to make it sound nasally without her actually being nasally. And that that's really hard to do. I don't understand yeah. how she does it. Also, the Magna Doodle um, is a spaceship in space. So it's got, like, a couple of, like, clusters of, I don't know, like, stars or other planets. Um, and then also what I found really funny is they're um, behind the guys on the, on the, I guess one of the side tables, like in the quote unquote hall, like to the bathroom from the living room, there's a Patron bottle with a candle in it. I'm like, oh my gosh, people still do that. I think I literally have an alcohol bottle here somewhere that has been cleaned out that I stick like a tapered candle in. And that's exactly like what's in the guy's apartment. And you can tell it's a Patron bottle by like its very unique shape. Um, so I just thought I'd call that out because it's a fun, like, it was a fun background catch for me. Nice. Um, so Rachel enters at this point with very visible, like, scratches all down her arms. <laughs> um, and Monica, you know, asks her about them. And Rachel, like, doesn't even care to hide it anymore. She tells her about the cat, which isn't a cat, according to Joey. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and it turns out that we, we find out that Miss Whiskerson, as Rachel calls her, Yes. um, Is nothing like the cat her grandma had growing up. It's not Mm. sweet. It's not cute. And instead of playing with the string, all it did was scratch the heck out of Rachel's arms. Mm -hmm. Um, Plus, you know, she didn't think if she didn't think paying a thousand dollars for this cat was crazy. She swears every hiss from its mouth is the cat just saying, Rachel. (laughs) 
That's kind of true with cats. <laughs> they're so, they're so evil. <laughs> they're so bad. Uh, um, so we go to the cafe and Chandler walks in, meets with Phoebe and tells her that she should move in with Gary because he's still swayed that she should. Mm-hmm. Um, he calls her a very lucky lady and she very loudly just calls him useless. Like you're useless. Um, she cannot believe Chandler failed at the one thing he was supposed to be good at, you know, freaking out about commitment. Yeah. It's like the equivalent um, of like, you had one job. Yeah. Like that was Chandler. Like Chandler had one job and he failed miserably. Yeah. And Gary walks in and him and Chandler have like a really cute, like interaction for a moment. Mm-hmm. And then he goes to leave. And this is when Gary asks her. Um, and at first she seems like, oh, wait. Yes, she seems really reluctant, and she kind of jokes with him. Um, but then he just, like, flat out asks her, like, I want you to move in with me. And her response, mm-hmm. I thought, was very honest um, and good. You know, yeah. she points out that it's sweet, and she was, like, baffled that he asked her, but, like, it's a little too soon. Um, and every point she makes, you know, like, I don't want to jump into something we're not ready for. Uh, I don't want to jump in too fast in case it's a big mistake. Like, all the things she said was very, very, like like a very good response but he just like got more and more like downcast with everything she said till finally finally she just you know blurts out like okay i guess i will say yes and do this so she agrees because she doesn't like not seeing him happy which obviously is a terrible idea um but yes so they're moving in together yes also at one point the angle of like gary did you see, like, his left ear? It's just the way that, like, the angle of his head was when he was being all, like, really mopey about it. It looked like it was kind of, like, on the top back side. It looked like it was, like, very – it looked like it had almost been, like, sliced off, like, just a flat line. Um, but I couldn't, like – I didn't see – like, his other ear looked completely normal. But it was just, like – I kept looking at it, like, what is wrong with Gary's ear? <laughs> but if you That's didn't weird. catch it, it was just, like, a I really didn't. weird – angle of it um so if you guys are watching it after you listen to our episode look for gary's ear when he's being all mopey it's like it is his left ear so it's closest to the camera um when it's like going past his head looking towards phoebe good catch thanks um so we're back in the boys apartment it has now been four hours since the ball has been dropped and chandler wants in on the game um, Monica is quick to jump in front of him and say no because he's a dropper. <laughs> he's a dropper. Um, and Chandler disagrees like firmly, but Ross is agreeing with Monica, but he like weakly throws the ball at Chandler, who catches it. And then in an act of cockiness, he like throws the ball back and forth, like, look, I can do it, and <laughs> almost drops the ball. So he just like passively like passes it to Monica. Have you ever had a friend that's like they're really bad at court like eye hand coordination and you do that where you like the way that you lob things at them it's like very slow and like animated and like do you have do you have anybody like that i'm sure i do um i just can't think of any off the top of my head okay i have a i have a friend from high school she was better she always did the like cross-country track like the running sports and I was always like basketball volleyball softball like the the eye-hand coordination sports I guess and even the one year I played soccer I was a goalie um because I was good at and like eye-hand coordination 
And every time I throw her something, it's it's like I'm throwing a bomb in her direction and she needs to avoid it at all costs. And it's like, <laughs> it's it's one of those things that as an eye hand coordination, um, I guess, excelly, it it like it bothers me. This is one of those like random pet peeves that's so like petty and anti-women, I think. But it makes me so mad when women think it's like cute and funny to not be coordinated. Yeah, it's annoying. Like, we can I'm do like, things too. I'm like, you are you're a weak person. <laughs> and yeah. You need to suck it up and get better. It's so bad. Um, still love her to death. She's still one of my friends to this day, but it's it just made me think of her because I'm like, I would never like willingly draw her into a competition where like eye hand coordination is needed. She would be the last one I'd pick on my team. <laughs> nice. And she knows it. <laughs> um, so at the same time, Phoebe or Rachel comes in with the cat and oven mitts covering her hands. Um, and she states that she does not want to keep this cat, but the store will only give her store credit. So $1,000 of store credit. Uh, and Monica tells her, like, look, you can keep the cat in the house until we can figure something out. Um, which Rachel is, like, fine with, but also, like, I just want to get rid of this. Um, and as she's leaving, Monica sneezes and claims that the cat is making her eyes water and not to throw her the ball because she's been compromised. And is, like, screaming this as she's, like, trying to wash her hands. Mm-hmm. Um so then Phoebe and Gary enter to tell them the good news. And Phoebe is like overselling her excitement on the fact that they're moving in. Um, she's more excited than Gary, she says. But as he leaves, she tells the friends that she just couldn't say no because he got so sad. So she told him. Um, and after all, she likes him a lot and thinks they would eventually move in together. So why not just go now? Um, and right as the scene ends, Rachel comes back into the apartment and Phoebe gets like freaked out and Rachel thinks it's the cat and she's like no it's just the oven mitt startled me yeah it's pretty good yeah Phoebe's definitely panicking and I also love when Chandler's like oh you almost overreacted to something (laughs) it's funny um so then we're at the station and Gary has asked Phoebe if she found any apartments in Brooklyn Heights because he'd given her like a yes newspaper to look um Mm -hmm. and she claims that she didn't find anything and that you know like i i really need a pool which obviously he finds odd because that's not like a normal thing that new york places have Mm -hmm. um and she's like not making eye contact this whole time so it's pretty obvious something's going on yeah and so he takes her into an interview room to talk but the conversation quickly turns into like an interrogation which was like brilliant on the part of the writing i thought I love this scene of him yeah. doing his interrogator thing. Like, yeah, it was she so like is is sort of just like, can I have some water? And he's like, not right now. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> and then she like, he just points out like, look, you're you're having doubts and you just like don't want to tell me about it. <laughs> and she like can't deny it anymore. And she's like, I'm sorry, I'm having doubts and like throws herself on the table. It was so good. <laughs> so good. Yeah, but then he, like, softens and is like, look, it's okay. Like, it really is, you know, if it, it kind of is soon, and that's all right. But I really like, you know, everything I've learned about you, and I just want to get to know you more by living together. Um, he mm-hmm. was just very sweet, kind of like he was with Chandler when he was explaining it. Yeah, um, he is very kind in this scene. Yeah, and this seems to, like, 
make Phoebe like him more. Um, mm-hmm. Because in this moment, she tells him, like, no, like, I genuinely want to move in with you. Like, I think this would be a great idea. Yeah. Um, so they agree to. Yeah. I um, at the very end, it was interesting because I didn't quite agree with the way that they ended the scene where she like was like talking about like her rap sheet or something or like her history and she was like not that I have one or anything I'm like remember when they started off he was like I looked into you and you have quite the rap sheet so I was like she can't hide anything like he's literally a police detective who has already looked into her so I was just like that's kind of it's not the same thing but yeah it's kind of I was kind of picky but I was like this doesn't really add up to their story but it's fine so back in the boys' apartment, it has now been 10 hours. Um, all three boys are Dang. sitting, looking very bored, and Monica is the only one still standing. Um, Ross and still excited. That, <laughs> and Yeah, like still pumping herself up. Yeah. Ross states that he's hungry. Monica tells him to suck it up. And Joey points out, like, look, this is our game. Like, no one made you the boss. Mm-hmm. And so she's like, okay, like I'm like trying to get them to like rally. She's like, all right, look, I have pizza, but we have to move to my apartment. So they walk into the apartment and Rachel is thawing a chicken on the table, like in a bowl, which Monica <laughs> immediately thinks is the cat, um, which is valid because it was naked. Uh, and we learn that she sold the cat for $1,500. So she made a $500 profit. Yeah, she did. And I think all of the friends, including anybody watching this, is like, who on earth would buy this cat for more money than what you paid for it? Right. And in walks Gunther yes. searching for the red velvet pillow. <laughs> I think this is Gunther's longest dialogue besides like think so. the voiceover ones, you know, where they pretend to be like in his thoughts. Yeah. Like, I think this is his actual longest dialogue. It's yeah. good. It's, like, great to hear him not have to do, like, a one-off or, like, a one-off with Ross or something, you know? Yeah. It was nice. And then he interacted with more than one person because she comes over, gives him the pillow. He tells her mm-hmm. she can visit any time. And then he, like, stops Ross and asks him, like, what the heck this animal is. Yeah. <laughs> I love <laughs> the idea that he bought <laughs> That he bought a random animal, not quite even sure what it is, just because it belonged to Rachel. From Rachel. It's great. Yeah. That's so good. Um, so then we're in Gary's apartment, and it's like a really peaceful, like, next morning type situation. Um, yeah. There's birds chirping outside the window. Phoebe and Gary are lying in bed, like, have just woken up. And she claims yeah. that, you know, she could eat breakfast in bed and, like, stay there all day. And he agrees, but then he asks her to hold on for a second. And he whips out a pistol from, like, his pillow or, like, the table next to him and just yeah. shoots the bird outside the window, which yeah. is terrible. This this plot, I'm so bummed by the way that they ended this because it yeah. felt so out of left field. I don't understand why the writers needed her to not be with somebody because was I'm... He, I'm was, was he, like, not signed on for any longer like did that actor you know i haven't looked in leave yeah i didn't look into any of that which i probably should have been the second person friends want to look into that and let us know yeah because like i just felt like it was so out of left field like so what i'm to believe that they've only ever stayed at phoebe's house and not ever at his house ever to where like that would have come up before and then like just 
the fact that it was like, oh, oh, well, we're done. It's like, come on, guys. They were actually really good together. And I thought they were like, I don't know. I just thought it was unfair and I didn't like it at all. Yeah, it was just a very abrupt ending to like a really good relationship. Yeah, you had no closure. That was like the only thing. And I get it's like like a big thing for Phoebe. I feel like, too, like him being a police officer, like I'm pretty sure what he just did is illegal to do within city limits. Um, (laughs) So, yeah. I don't think he'd have been able to do that. Yeah. And like for a police officer, like you don't think he would have like. Right. D- like not done it. I, it. Yeah. Just it's just it was just just a bad decision. I think on on the writers, on the directors. This was a bad call for me. Yeah. Um, OK, so the last scene before the tag, we're back in the apartment. It's 6 a.m. and the friends are still throwing the ball. Monica is, again, the only one standing at this point and trying to rally the troops. Um, Phoebe enters to tell the friends it's over because of the bird incident. And they all feel bad. Um, And so Joey, like, throws her the ball. But she doesn't feel up for playing. So she just, like, gently sets it on the table. And I thought it was brilliant how the camera, like, was angled from, like, the the perspective of the ball. Yes, like, like, up to the friends. Yeah, all of them just, like, looked at it, like what just happened agreed um, monica is like dying inside <laughs> monica jumps at the table like jumps over things to get to the table and is like look only official ball throwers can drop the ball so this doesn't count mm-hmm. but nobody else seems to care and they just like want her to let it go because it's been like probably 24 hours at this point more than 24 hours yeah i think um, they're ready for like the excuse of being done they're like yeah. this is our out and we're gonna take it yeah so Rachel offers to go to breakfast, which kicks Monica's competitiveness into gear again. And she races out of the apartment saying that she's going to get there first. Um, and I think it's Chandler is like, yeah, so do you guys just want to like eat here? <laughs> I'm imagining Monica just like <laughs> just booking it down the stairs while the friends are like, yeah, never mind. Yeah. Eating in her apartment. Yes. <laughs> while she's gone. Yeah. Um, cool. Uh, Anything else in the main episode? Yeah. One thing, um, one thing I forgot, um, the, while Rachel was out trying to sell the cat, the second woman who looks at the cat had three watches on her wrist. I just wanted to point out the absurdity of that. And then in an uncut DVD version of this episode, Rachel is also shown throwing the ball at one point. And Ross wakes up and says that he dreamt he was drowning and not throwing the ball. Isn't that funny? Like, I feel like the uncut, like, the Ross portion is, like, the equivalent of having, like, server dreams where you, like, you know, anytime I've ever had a server dream, it was, like, the entire restaurant is sat and I haven't, like, nobody has given me a section and so I'm just not doing anything but it's also really busy and everyone's running around all crazy but I have, like, nothing to do but also anxious that I don't have any tables so I can't make any money or I'll just wake up in the middle of the night and be like, oh, I forgot to bring ketchup to table 32. <laughs> like, that's what that like that scene would have felt like for me for to, for Ross to like wake up and be like, oh, my gosh, I had a dream that I was drowning and I couldn't throw the ball. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, it was just good. Um, cool. So then in the tag, the friends are in the cafe and they're amazed how long they kept the ball from dropping. Mm. Um, and Rachel makes a comment that they... Like, they can't believe that they did it with the dropper playing. <laughs> and this is probably Chandler's my like, favorite. like, what the frick? Yeah. 
This is like my favorite scene. He's like, I don't understand why you guys call me the dropper. And then it's like a montage a of montage. like moments of Chandler dropping a ball and then like odd things. It and is literally my favorite thing. It's so yeah. good. It's so yeah. good. It's my favorite scene. So I don't even Same. have to tell you mine. Same. Yeah, cool. it's, so it's mine too. Right to the episode rating. <laughs> All right. Episode rating then for me, I think I'm going to give it a... What were the main plot points? It was the ball. It was Phoebe the and the cop and the cat. I'm going to give it. I'm going to give it a how you doing. I think that. Oh, wow. I know. I think. I laughed out loud. I know in these um, in in like this episode in the next episode, I remember like parts of it laughing out loud and. I really do like like Phoebe softening to Gary, even though I'm not happy with the way it ended. I do think the buildup in this episode for them was really good, even though they kind of like cut that off at the at the knees, like by doing a whole breakup thing in the middle. Um, I also think that Chandler being called a dropper and then Joey being like, it's not a cat, like just all throughout. I thought it had like it's really redemptive moments, even though the storylines aren't necessarily my favorite. I still think they did a good job with the storylines that they had and like walking them through what about you sounds like yours is going to be lower um i'm just gonna say unagi i was gonna say oh my god or yeah oh my god but um i ended up raising it based on what you said um just i i agree there was a lot of like little things that made this episode um i think that much better um Mm -hmm. and yeah, like it's definitely not one that I that I would remember and like love to go watch, but I think it's got its moments and I think like the guys especially like really added a lot of the humor to it even on like storylines that didn't hold that much like sustenance, so it was good. Yeah. Okay. Right. Love that. Okay, time for a post show wrap up. Trivia time. All right. Which friend has a mother who's super critical of them? Hmm, Monica. Monica. All right. Which friend had a dream of making out with Joey? Rachel? Rachel? Yes, look at us. Oh, yes. I was scared for a second. I was like, what if it's not? Nice, 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 nice. Um, Okay, so for social media spotlight, um, we just have one... um, we have a new friend who sent us a link to something. Um, I'm not quite sure what the link is. So if you are, um, oh gosh, <laughs> I love our Indian friends and I'm, I'm so sorry that I'm so uncultured that I'm definitely going to say your name wrong. But if you have an Instagram account that is uh, ragavinvijay4, um you sent us a link it says alpha game special um i'm not gonna click on the link just because i don't know if it's gonna like blow up my phone or not and you didn't give me any context but i'd still want to say thank you for reaching out it's your first time reaching out to us i believe so thank you for that appreciate it um but that is all we have for social media spotlight so just one new friend reached out to us so thank you 
for that. Okay, recommend to a friend, Llewellyn. I see one on here that I have not yet seen yet, so maybe yes. wait. Is it the first one or second one? <laughs> the second one. I have no idea what the first one is. Oh, okay, cool, cool, cool. You should watch it. Um, <laughs> is I'm it on Netflix? Because I don't it's have on Netflix. HBO. Which I also don't have. Okay. <laughs> oh, bummer. Um, anyways, that's fine. Then I'll tell you guys about it. I won't ruin it, obviously, but okay. I am recommending a new like reality cooking show it's called the big brunch um and it's on hbo max all of the episodes are now streaming as of thanksgiving day um so you can binge it um i for those of you that don't know about the show it's it was written by the uh creator of schitt's creek he's like obsessed with brunch and so he wanted to create a show around it so he did and essentially it's like a reality like competition so they got i think 10 chefs from across the country Mm. um not even just the country there's there was a canadian on there so like the world essentially and there was a lady from nigeria on there as well um and they brought them all together and they do like it's it was interesting i honestly had no idea like what to expect because i'm not like a huge like reality tv show watcher because i think they're just all filled with more drama than necessary um but this, I will honestly say, is the one of the most wholesome shows I have ever watched. Um, I literally cried and laughed at every episode, like Aww. sobbing watching some of these episodes. They were so good. It's because like, um, so they do like a starter. So they, they there's three judges, um, Dan Levy, who created the show, and then a girl named Sola. I can't remember what she does. And then another one was like, a, I think Will Gadara is his name, and he's like a restaurant critic guy or whatever um so they're like the judges and they basically like do a starter so they have to do like some kind of starter that's themed for the day and then they're critiqued on that and then they have to do like a main course and they're timed all that whatever but throughout the whole show like i think the thing that i loved the most is like there would be check-in points like where like dan would like walk through the the kitchen and like check in with them and like there was one episode i remember specifically like this girl who is like known as a baker like her thing like she's literally um been called like the the best scone like the scone queen in new york city because she like apparently makes the best scones um and one of the challenges was like i think vegan something and it was like way off base of what she ever does and so she was like super anxious and he flat out asked her like like what's going on like what 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 are you thinking and she's like i'm super nervous about this and he like took five minutes to just like talk her through like her insecurities and like encourage her and everything and i was like sitting there sobbing i'm like this is the best show ever and they did that with like so many different people it was it was incredible um some of the food they made like don't watch it hungry (laughs) such good food um but it was really good and it just ended and i highly recommend watching it it's on hbo max um so you'd have to have that obviously to watch it but it's good. The big brunch. You should do it. And if we have time delicious. in New York, I highly recommend we go to one of the restaurants that was mentioned. Okay, put it on the agenda. There's like 30 it's restaurants that we have listed. Oh, it is. Okay. Well, it's, it's not a restaurant. It's a bakery. So um, uh, we could even just like pop in, get a scone and walk out. Okay, got it. Cool. Um. Sounds like we're going to have like a lot of scones, a lot of pastries, a lot of hot chocolate. I literally yeah, just, I don't even for, care. for our listeners out there, I literally carbs, just messaged. Carbs and carbs. 
I just messaged uh, Llewellyn um, probably 30 minutes before we started recording, demanding that we go to this pop-up that's happening in New York while we're both there. Um, Highlight the word demanding. About demanded. I demanded it. Um, I was like, this is a non-negotiable. I demand that we go here. And I yes. already made a reservation. Non-negotiable before. was the first two words. Yes. And I made the reservation before asking her if I could make the reservation for I us. I had a feeling. <laughs> What's happening is um, there is this cafe and um, bakery in Paris called Angelica. And it is like one of the most um, well-known for their, um, for a certain um, Mont Blanc uh, pastry as well as their hot chocolate and they're doing a pop-up inside uh, L'Avenue de Saxe and I like I I have been craving like good hot chocolate and knowing that we were going to New York I was like well we'll definitely we'll we will get our fill but as soon as I saw like um, my friend had shared it with me that they were going to do a pop-up I was like we absolutely have to go here um, because I will not go to New York knowing that there's an actual like Parisian like vetted pop-up in town and not go to it so <laughs> I demanded that we go <laughs> anyways um, that's not my recommend to a friend um, but for those of you in New York uh, it's a pop-up through the 18th which is when um, the weekend we're going to be there um, go to L'Avenue de Saxe and do their, um, and, uh, Angelica Paris pop-up, um, that's taking over the restaurant. Anyways, my recommend to a friend is an app called StockX. Um, a couple of weeks ago, I reached out to one of my really great friends. Um, actually he has been on the show. His name's Lorenzo. And I asked him, uh, to begin, um, styling me because I literally hate my entire closet. I have like a few good pieces. Um, I feel like I know what I want, but I can never quite put it together. So um, he put me onto this app called uh, app called Stock X. And kind of the way it works, it's like it functions like a stock market where sellers place asks for different shoes, outfits, um, accessories, things like that. And buyers place bids and when a bid and an ask meet, the sale is executed automatically and instantaneously. Um, so I have um, a bid out there for a few items, um, realizing that they're not available out there like for regular retail. So it's kind of post retail, but items can still be brand new. Um, so it's 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 like really for those like collection launches that you didn't get a chance to partake in that you now want to partake in. So I have a couple like fear of God things that I'm looking at as well as um, uh, fear of God and converse. Um, Actually, they're all fear of God items now that I recognize, but they're from like two years ago from the original, like the core collection that is no longer available. Um, So yeah, if you're looking for items that are no longer available, but you're looking to trade on an app that doesn't seem like secondhand um stock x is gonna be your app so go check it out um start bidding they've got um they've got a lot of things available so go check it out that's it recommend to a friend stock x (laughs) okay um next week holy cow wait a minute llewellyn next week on episode 22 we are going to be in New York at the time that the episode is released. We sure are. 
We're going to be in New York next week from the day that this is posted. Oh, my gosh. That's Yes. <laughs> I'm so excited. Okay, so while while we're in New York painting the town red, I'm just kidding. I don't know what that means. Never mind. Um, never mind. Next week, we're going to cover <laughs> the one with Joey's big break. Yeah, so we'll see you guys <laughs> next week on the One Friends Podcast. <laughs> <laughs>